right, here we go. D3 uh, podcast here with Avery Wallace, the men's basketball coach at Starmont High School, ahead of the big rivalry game with Forbush coming up on Friday as we record on, on Wednesday. So uh, looking forward to that game and looking forward to talking with, with Avery. Um, so Avery, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll, we'll jump in and talk about quite a few different things here. For sure, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Um, my name's Avery and I, uh, I'm a Wilkes County native, so I grew up in, in the area, semi-local. Um, I grew up in a big family grew up in a church family, basketball family, so all that stuff is, is big to me, but uh, I went to school in Wilkes, then I ended up going to, to Lees McRae and uh, playing basketball there, getting a, a degree so I could come teach, and after that I worked for a while at East Wilkes, um, and then when Dr. Mann, who was my principal there, came to Yakin County, a basketball job opened up here at Starmount, so I came over here. I don't think I even really knew that Dr. Man was at East Wilkes. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure where he was at. I knew he, was at, I mean, I knew he went to Starmount a long time ago, but uh, I didn't know you had that connection, so that's very cool. Um, I am a Forbush guy, uh, but I, I do think some good things are going at Starmount. I think he's doing a great job. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, I've got plenty of friends here, and as a, a pastor of a church in the area, <laughs> I try to be neutral uh, as much as I can. Uh, so um, we won't talk a lot about who I'm cheering for on the game Friday. <laughs> Hope everybody does well. Maybe we just have a tie, all right? Uh, no, nah, we're too competitive to have a tie, right? Yeah, we'll have go to, as many overtimes as it takes. Yeah, uh, I remember, um, we'll get into rivalries later while I'm thinking about it. I think it was my freshman year. I think it was here at Starmount. Uh, I was playing JV for for Forbush. I think the girls JV game went to four or five overtimes. Goodness gracious! And you know, you come out, you get ready to go out, and then you got to go back in, yeah. and then go back, all that. But uh, yeah, seen some good games. And again, we'll talk rivalries here in in a little bit. And but while we're on uh, sports, that's our our first topic of the deep three is sports. I think we share a passion for sports and for basketball. So, what would be your favorite sports memory? Uh. Well, there are a lot of memories that, you know, are good memories, but I can narrow that down to probably two, if that's okay. all right. Yeah, but sure. Personally, mine would be um, my senior year of college, the team that I played on, we won the conference championship tournament or tournament championship that year, and that was just a, a huge moment. It was a good day. Uh, the, the class I was with when we first got there, Lise McRae, had had some struggles in the basketball program and we're trying to be, build something new and kind of by our senior year we were doing well and had grown and it was uh it was fun to be a part of that and then the other one would be the Tar Heels winning the championship in, which one I mean which one yeah I know pick? I know there's so, so many yeah. uh, all of them but yeah. no in 2017 when they won uh, against Gonzaga after losing to Villanova the year before. Oh, the man. Way that they lost. Oh, that. That game. It's still painful. <laughs> yes, and that would have been my favorite sports memory if it would have ended after Marcus Page. Oh, man, that shot was shot. amazing. Yeah. I just I felt really bad for him. I loved Marcus Page. but I mean, such a, a crazy shot that gets so overlooked now yeah. uh, based on what happened. And Yeah, I remember we had people over at the house watching that, that game. And uh, the game ended, and I think people just left, and nobody said anything. Yeah, it had, the, it had Carolina fans acting crazy. I remember one of my teammates just ran and just jumped in the shower, and he had his clothes on. 
This was in the college dorm where wow. we were watching it. And yeah. He was screaming in the hall, just acting crazy. But it was... Yeah. It is good we had the redemption yes. here, uh, and I, I do, I'm with you. So Marcus you're Carolina too. Yes, for okay. sure, 100%. Okay. Uh, born and bred, went there, was on Franklin Street in 2005 uh, when they won that one. Um, so oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, 100%. We'll see how they do now. You, this team right now is yeah, struggling. Jekyll and Hyde for sure, uh, but yeah, that's that's a, that's a great memory uh, as well, and awesome that you got, got to experience winning that. A conference title as a as a player um, as well. Uh, so we'll jump back into basketball here in just a little bit. But uh, moving to culture, um, what's something that you can't get enough of right now? Maybe it's a TV show, it's a food, it's anything. What's something you're really you're into right now? Um. So a TV show I would be really into right now is um, Last Chance You, the basketball okay version of it. Not the keep talking about basketball no, that's but, uh, it just follows this coach at East LA Community College and just kind of shows his journey with his teams and he has a lot of guys that are have struggled in school or have st- struggling home lives and he just uses his program to really try and mold and develop young men and it's it's fun to watch and kind of gives me some stuff that I can think about okay. and hopefully use but uh, that would be a show. And then the other thing I had thought of was uh, pasta. Okay. I love pasta. What, Mac and yeah, cheese. Certain kind, just Italian pastas. My dad is part Italian. Okay. So growing up, we had a lot of pasta. Yeah. And uh, I just love pasta. So. Just in general. Yes. Yeah, any kind. Alfredo, red sauce, mac and cheese, whatever. Okay. And, and you can eat it, and you still, you know, got this nice thin <laughs> deal. So I can look at pasta, and I'm starting to gain weight. So, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, with me and pasta, I have noticed one of the things that gets me as I've gotten older is marinara sauce, man. It burns me up now. Heartburn, the heartburn is real. Yeah. So maybe they won't have them for you, but and I was not older so than you when that happened. So I hope that that does not yeah. get me. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I eat a lot of pasta. Down for pasta, carbs, all all that. So that that's cool having that <laughs> Italian heritage. To so uh, last chance, you have to check that one out, and I'll I can eat I can eat some pasta for you too. That'd be, that'd be no problem. All right, last one. Uh, what's something that that God's teaching you right now? We talked about talked about growing up in a, in a church family and uh, that being an important part of your life, and we talked about that personally as well. So what's something He's teaching you right now? Um, self-discipline would be something I think that he's been trying to teach me for a little while, but, uh, it's something that I'm trying to work on just, just everyday life, self-discipline. You know, I preach it to our team and to the kids in the classroom. And then a lot of times I find myself, I'm kind of sporadic and spontaneous a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yes. So I I have to try and hone myself in and it's like I've made a book list for this year that I'm going to try and stick to. Yeah. Uh, just trying to keep my living space clean, just stuff like that that I think carries over into spiritual life, into other parts of life that I need to work on. So yeah, I, I mean, what I find when you're part of discipline, I think it for sure is organization. And when you're organized and ready, man, it's it's so much different. Like I'm so bad about walking out for the day and then where are my keys and. You know, if I'm going to go to the gym, oh, where are my shoes, where am I? Yeah, yeah. I I'm 100% with you and with the sporadic thing. So, you know, uh, finding that time to be in the Word, finding that time to, to exercise, whatever it may be, 
if you're trying to eat right, maybe you're trying to not eat as much pasta, whatever it may be, <laughs> you, you having a plan and a routine is huge, and I am preaching to myself right now, so I'm, I'm with you on that uh, 100%. So uh, whenever you get the this uh, organization and discipline figured out, we'll talk again, all right? Okay. Share, with, share with me the keys of Hopefully we'll talk works. again in between now and then, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> got you. <laughs> So be, being disciplined is a huge, huge part of life and, and of, of faith as well, for sure. So, all right. Thank you for the, the deep three. Now we'll jump in uh, to some overrated, underrated. We've got three things. Uh, and we've already talked a little bit before we jumped on. Like, you're like, what, are the, what is this? What This is odd. These are odd things. And I promise there will be a tie-in uh, we'll talk about here in, in a little bit. But uh, just kind of first thoughts on, on these things and if you think they're overrated or underrated. The first one is... Reptiles. I apologize beforehand if my answers are terrible. No, it's okay. Um, it's pretty random. I would say it depends on the person, I guess, that you're asking, but I would say overrated. I don't want to mess with reptiles. I don't want to see reptiles. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big reptile fan or person, I guess you could say. So I guess overrated for okay. the people that love reptiles. So there's not you're saying there's not a good reason to love them because they seem a little scary and dangerous. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm with I'm with you. Hundred <laughs> percent will agree with that. You know, so what's the tie in between the dinosaurs and the reptiles? <laughs> Same thing. Whatever. Um, uh, okay, so we'll get back to that tie in in a minute. Next would be uh, numbers. We talked about to your history teacher. Uh, so maybe you know there's a reason you like history. Maybe you didn't like math or what. Just in general. What's your take on on numbers? I'll go ahead and say underrated on that one. Uh, I mean, I like basic math. I like you start getting into advanced math or advanced functions, then I'm losing my mind. But um, I don't know. I think numbers are good. Numbers are, I mean, I feel like if we're talking about stats in basketball Uh or uh, numbers in that regard, I think they're helpful. Yes. So I'll say underrated. I think they can tell a lot if they're used in the right way. Okay. I, yeah, I, I agree. Probably numbers are underrated. I do like math, uh, uh, and I like numbers. Now, we talked about letters as numbers, which is more advanced, which seems kind of weird. Uh, not big into that, but I do think stats are, are huge, and, uh, you know, maybe find the right balance between uh, – between what the numbers tell you and the eye test, maybe yeah. sometimes you could have. Yeah, there's there's some things in there. Uh, we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper in, into that uh, in a little bit too. And the last one, which may be the most random, I don't know, it's much more random than, than reptiles or not, but Michigan. So we're talking University of Michigan. Big, um, big blue. I'll say, hmm, I'll say underrated. Because they have the Fab Five, and they oh, yeah. have Jim Harbaugh. It's pretty pretty good coach, I guess. I mean, I'm not a huge, I don't know a lot about football, but I'll say underrated. Okay, I mean they're they're Jumpman School. I mean, yes, one of the big yes, names. That's a big Fab big Five, which. Uh, I was not super young. You were not born. When Carolina beat the Fab I only know five. what I've seen from documentaries. Uh, yeah, but. so the Fab Five was a pretty uh, cool thing, you know. Thereby, me and everybody else started wearing black socks when they were playing basketball. Before yeah. that, it was white socks. And, so that trend yeah. carried to my yeah. generation because it was all black socks when I was in yes. high school. 
and then now it's white more so with uh-huh. the, the younger kids but yeah that that was a big deal I remember that and the longer shorts and they were just real good um, now I remember uh, that year staying up uh, with Fab Five with my da- with my dad uh, there used to be I don't know if it's still a thing there was like the Alaskan shootout Great Alaskan shootout was like a big college tournament uh, now it's more like let's go someplace hot right yeah, for basketball yeah. but Carolina played Michigan that year in that tournament and lost it was like a Jalen Rose like tip in at the buzzer type thing they lost him the regular season and then they came back and beat him in the uh, in the tournament I remember my dad was actually on Franklin Street for that one like he was down there for work and he came back and like brought me a t-shirt from Franklin Street the next day that had the national championship on it so that's pretty um, cool so yeah, uh, so underrated for Michigan. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm indifferent on that. Uh, <laughs> I won't dive in too far into Jawan Howard and some of his. I guess I could. Have, I could have probably but, said indifferent too, but yeah. I went with. Uh, and I get it. There, there's that's the big school, huge following, uh, and all that. And we'll get into why. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into to the whys here. So uh, the first one, reptiles. Um, I just noticed. Uh, maybe I've seen it before, but you got some Crocs. <laughs> for the school, right? That was like a fundraiser yes, uh, yeah. for basketball. Yes. That was what that was. So uh, I really want to talk about Crocs, okay. the shoe. All right. So what's your take on Crocs? That's the real question I want to know. So uh, I have never owned a pair. I have not either. And until this fundraiser. Now you got one. You got, you got to get yes, one, right? You're doing yes. the fundraiser. That was the only thing that in my mind was telling me maybe I should choose another fundraiser. Okay. But I decided to go with it anyways. I was like, that's fine. I'll get some. But, uh, yeah, I've never really, I've never loved the way they look. Uh So I've never really tried them out. Right. I've always heard they're super comfortable, but in my mind, I can find other comfortable shoes that I like the way they look too. I could see you as a guy that that does, you know, you're you're a baller. You want to (laughs) have shoes that look good. I understand that. So, yeah, I was never on the, in the croc movement really, but. I will say I have worn these a couple times, and they do feel good. They're easy to slide on, so okay. they have their their perks, I guess. But have you gone into four wheel drive with them? Yes. Okay. With strap down. Strap strap is the strap up or, on the back. Yeah, yeah. Or down up or, on the back. Yeah. That's how I wear. You want to be sports mode is what sports the kids mode. told me. Okay. Sports mode. Four wheel drive is probably old. <laughs> yeah, I was hearing somebody say they were. Uh, I was uh, in Elkin earlier, and they they said bet. And yeah. Yeah. Managed, uh, she was just like who this person is like somebody told me I'm too old to say bet she's like I'm 21 years old so I'm like wow I really can't say bet if you can't say bet so yeah okay sports mode for yeah the that's what the context was why do you have your Crocs in sports mode that's what <laughs> okay. she asked me I was like I like them that way okay. I don't know so uh, yeah I I have heard don't knock it till you crock it but I've never had a pair. Don't have any interest. We have a few extra with a Star Mount Ram, oh, Star Mount Ram head on it. So, if you want a pair, I feel we got like you. that could be some kind of bet that we could make. That if I lost hmm. it, I would wear Crocs, Star Mount Crocs, not just Crocs, Star Mount Crocs. That would be interesting. So we can think about wearing that. Wearing the church. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I could. I could see a bet coming now. So okay, we'll talk about um, about that one. So um, numbers, uh, we, I talked about this a little bit, but thinking about um, I guess analytics, I think that's a big thing in sports now. 
I don't know if it's as big a thing for you in high school or if you have the the time to dive into <laughs> as deep of the numbers of the game as as the college and the pros do. But um, what's your take on on stats? Be it shooting percentages, true shooting. Uh, what's a good shot based on the percentages? So how, how, how does that factor into your coaching? Um, we definitely use numbers. I mean, we, we keep stats every game uh, and we'll go back on film and double check, make sure we have the right, right numbers because that's important. But we use them just to kind of illustrate to the kids our strengths and weaknesses uh, as a team or maybe not weaknesses but things we need to get better at, challenges. Um, I mean, so if we're shooting 20% from the three-point line, you know, we'll say, hey, yeah. we need to start looking to get it in more or uh, work on our three-point shot in practice, but until we get that percentage up, you know, stuff like that, we'll look at the rebounds for us versus the other team, and that's always a big stat for us, rebounds. I mean, we have a, a good-sized team this year, right? so we feel like we should win the rebound war a lot if we box out and do what we're supposed to do, but... So we use them in that way, but it, we don't do a lot of advanced number stuff. I mean, uh, we don't calculate up player efficiency ratings or we don't – I'm not saying I wouldn't use this one, but we don't have plus minus on our stat yeah. app. Uh, I actually like that one, but it's something we haven't used yet. So I guess a happy medium for me with okay. numbers. Um, not totally data-driven, but it's important. Sure, for sure. But you, you, I feel like probably as a, as a coach, as your with your staff, you guys probably have a pretty good eye for what's going on. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Probably most of the time, what you see would be backed up by the numbers. I would, I would think if you have a. Yeah, we like we like to think so. I mean, uh, a lot of times the things, yeah, like you said, that we're seeing or that we come in and talk about at halftime, we just get to use those numbers to kind of back that up. Sure. And kind of show that point more. But. Yeah. So if anybody other's listening, like what's this plus minus and stuff? That's the easy one. Basically, when you're on the court, uh, what's what's the score in the game? Or like, are you when you're on the court, does your team outscore the other team or not? Yeah. Based on an individual player basis, and you would you would think there would be some correlation to the way that you play as an individual and whether or not your team is successful when you're on the court. For sure. I mean, I, I think that 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 stat is relevant for sure. There are some people that kind of doubt it and say, oh, it doesn't mean that much. I mean, I think even LeBron James has tweeted about plus okay. minus not meaning that much before, but um, I don't know. I think it I think it could definitely help and, and show what groups are playing well together. For sure. If nothing else. Yeah. No, I, I 100% <clears throat> agree that, that numbers are, are part of, of where we are and, you know, kind of even uh, I heard somebody talk about Moneyball you know the other uh, those today from the the Oakland A's and all their stats they did for baseball and, and how I mean numbers do do help to to paint the picture of what's going on so um, I was just curious how that looked for you know for a high school team uh, a little different but you said they are important uh, for sure so all right next one uh, is is Michigan so a um, couple of things here the first one I'll talk about and kind of set you up here would be. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is their football coach, uh, and there was this big thing that I didn't know had changed until recently. So he he had been famous for a while for wearing like seven dollar Walmart khaki pants. I don't know if you know this or not. I did not know but that. Like for the longest time, like he would coach in like the ones with pleats in on the same pair of pants. 
So I actually was talking with uh, somebody the other day. Shout out, shout out to Henry Stone, Sam's brother, who's a coach at, uh, at App State. He had said that uh, Harbaugh is no longer wearing Walmart pants. He's actually wearing the Lulu lemon. Uh, so he has stepped way up yeah. in his game. Uh, but I thought of that and just kind of being with COVID and how like you see a lot more coaches who are dressing down now to coach, particularly basketball. So I was just curious as to where you stand on that. And I've seen you in the tie before. So what's, what's your preferred uh, attire when, when you're coaching? Um... I guess I could go either way. Um, we what we do here most of the time is like we'll tell our guys we have sweatsuit travel suits like sweatpants and hoodies, and for away games we tell them to wear that. And mm-hmm. coaches will kind of wear just like collared shirt, khakis. Okay, that's kind of our dress down games, away games. Away and games then, makes sense. If yeah, come, traveling, if you're traveling, driving yeah. the bus. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in a tie doing all that. Sure, but uh, home games and it hasn't. That hasn't happened every single home game, but most home games we dress up, and and that's when I wear the tie. And I like dressing up for games. I like it's a big, big thing for us and what we're working towards. And you know, it's important the the games and the season and what we're working towards. So I think that dressing up for it and showing that you're there for business, yeah, for sure, is uh, something that I like to do. But. Do you see that coming back in, I mean, I say particularly college basketball, or do you think the coaches are loving the dressing down so much that maybe it's here to here to stay? Yeah, it might be might be here to stay. I know it's most are going that way. And high school too, I mean, most guys, most guys I, I don't see wearing ties a lot anymore. I'll see some, but uh, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Okay. I was curious. Also, just thinking it's probably a good way to um, to sell some more of your merchandise if you're wearing a nice polo shirt with a the Nike swoosh on it or Adidas or whatever. That's true. You'll probably get more that's people true. to buy them. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, <coughs> I do miss those days of the Roy Williams uh, blazers, though. He had some good jackets you'd pull out back in the Oh, day, yeah. The, the plaid oh, and yeah. checkered and all that, yeah. And then the, the Jordans with the suits. Jordans with the suit, yeah. Uh, always an interesting yeah. combo. I never thought I could pull that one off. But, you know, some some people some people can uh, can do that for sure. So, okay, so that's that's kind of the uh, the tie in there with Michigan on one front. The other front would be you know Michigan Ohio State football huge rivalry. You know, both teams made the playoffs this year. It's it's a big deal. Um, so just thinking about rivalries in general, with you having a rivalry game coming up on on Friday, what would you say uh, is the biggest rivalry? In sports, uh, is there? Any, it's not a question, right? Hands down, Carolina and Duke basketball, hands down. Uh, I think it's it's pretty clear. Um, man, man, I don't think we can talk about this. So, <laughs> did we just totally just barring losing to to Duke in the national championship? Have we just kind of owned it right now with with being Coach K? Oh yeah, at I mean, Cameron that, and in the final four. That just like for that era ends the debate for me. But, you know, Duke fans would obviously disagree. But yeah, that was definitely an amazing way to go out of that era of Coach K. What was your level of nervousness going into uh, the Final Four game? Did you find yourself being pretty nervous? I was nervous, but also it was – we were kind of in the role where we didn't have as much to lose. Sure. I mean, we did. It's a Final Four game, right. and we're Carolina basketball. But 
you know, the favorite was Duke. Oh, we had beat them once is the narrative, so it's not going to happen again in the tournament. And Coach K's last game against Carolina again. Yeah. Like everyone, all the hype and everyone's thinking, you know, Duke's going to get this one back. Right. So it was kind of, I don't know, less pressure as a fan, kind of in my mind. But uh, they went out and played well. Yeah, played great and were clutch for sure. I mean, if Caleb Love, can you come back? Yeah. Is that Caleb Love? <laughs> we need that. We need that guy this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe last last night he turned it on for just a few minutes, so maybe he can find find that again. So Carolina Duke biggest rivalry uh, makes sense. What about what about you as a um, as a player either in high school or college? You guys have big rivals, and what were those atmospheres like? Um, yeah, in high school um, at East, we uh, we didn't have like the most team success while I was there. Um, so we struggled a lot as a team, but the games we really got up for in that county were uh, West Wilkes and Elkin. Okay. West Wilkes and Elkin. Those were the two that it, uh, got a little chippy at times, right. and you know, a lot of times there was some dislike between some of the players, and the student sections were always in full attendance for those games, sure. loud environment. So that was, that was fun. Uh one game in particular that was sticks out in my mind is with Elkin my senior year. They were undefeated in conference, I think, at that point. They were like 12-0, uh, 13-0, something wow. like that. And we played them at their place the second game, the first game they had beat us pretty handily. And we ended up taking them into overtime. One of my teammates, McKinley Johnson, I'll never forget this. Like He scored five points in five seconds. We were down oh, five. Wow. And he got a rebound. Put it back in for two, puts us down three. Elkin throws the ball in and didn't have to because it was under five seconds. Well, the clock would have ran out. Yeah, just the ball but we got a out. steal. That same guy that just got that let was in the corner, kicked it to him. He knocked the three down at the buzzer. So we were wow. going crazy. <laughs> we ended up losing at the buzzer in overtime. Oh, but it was, still, it was still a really big game for, for us. Sure. In a lot of people's minds, we weren't even supposed to be in that one. So. It was a big game, and then college, um, I would say the whole time I was there, it was King College, uh, and early on, in the first few years I was there, they normally got the best of us, mm-hmm. they were always a top team, and that was kind of what we were working towards, right. so that game always meant a lot, like we played them on our senior night, my senior year, my senior year we ended up splitting with them, okay. and so we had kind of you know, reached that yeah. level of of competitiveness that we were trying to get to up there with the top teams in the conference. So they were always a team we like to like to get. Gotcha. All right, well, looking forward uh, to Friday. I'm going to make sure I say it in case I forget. Uh, something that cool that's going on that's kind of a tie-in between um, our church, uh, Kawhi Church, and uh, Forbush uh, Booster Club. Any church staff member in the county can, and their family can get in the game for free. Okay. So trying to get some – some people out there just kind of recognize our, our pastors and staff in the in the area. There's a talk of maybe a little knockout game at, at a halftime between yeah, saw that. between saw church that. staff. So we'll see how that that goes. But if you, anybody's having to listening uh, and you're on staff or Have get, get your pastor out there, we'll out. see see how it's going. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's a good. We can bring it up church ball <laughs> right now. Uh, I saw you, you guys are having some success. I saw you uh, throw one down. 
a couple weeks ago. Your brother is playing really well. Uh, so that's my cousin. That was my cousin. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. Okay, so that's somewhere that was your brother. So, uh, Joa. Joa, yeah, yeah Joa. That's Logan. your cousin. He can play. So yeah, can you. Can. So can some of the field guys on your team. So well, thank uh, you. Yeah, so that's fun. You guys got a good squad going. Um, have y'all lost yet? Uh no, you don't we play. Losing, right? That's not it. Not in the plans, but a lot yeah. can happen in church league. Yeah. It's not nothing's guaranteed for sure. That's a good league. It's competitive. I mean, it has gotten much more. Uh, yeah, so you guys are doing well. Just want to give you a shout out. And if any of your players are listening, you don't know your coach can still play ball. He's good. <laughs> He's on a good squad. And you got other coaches at the school that are, can play ball as well. So um, yes, yeah, that's a good time. Good fun. Uh, Whenever I remember it's first it's for fun and then we want to win too. Yes, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So Well they get they get a little heated sometimes and Yeah. I'm not I've never been much of a trash talker. I'm just pretty quiet the whole time I play. But right. There's some, some trash talk that gets started sometimes. I'm like, guys, you know, it's church league, man. It's uh it's easy in that moment to let the testosterone get the best of it. Oh yeah. For sure. So gotta gotta remember that uh it is church league, it is for fun. <laughs> and I've got to remember, it is for exercise, right? Um, yes, that is a big part of it. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to transition a little bit to kind of talking uh, about uh, about coaching. We have talked a little bit about you um, as a player, so we'll kind of jump into um, what was it that got you uh, into coaching um, and coach teaching? Was it kind of a you wanted to do both? You knew you would always want to do both, or was it, you know, I'm going to, teach I can coach or vice versa or what what got you what's got you to here in this spot as far as coaching goes um it mainly goes back to my parents probably my mom is a teacher she teaches uh middle school this year for the first year but she'd been elementary for her whole career before this year um so she's always taught and my dad he has coached some when I was growing up I mean he was my first coach just in the driveway but um he coached football some football youth football and I would always go to those practices with him and just kind of be his tag along so uh I've always been around that been in school around my mom that's a teacher yeah and around sports with a coach for a dad so I knew it was something that I could potentially do and something I was interested in doing so when I went to college that was kind of the route I pursued I did get off of that route for a short time. I was actually okay. in nursing school for okay. a couple of years. Um, turns out that's not what I wanted to do. Right. After right. doing clinicals, I found out that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. So I kind of went back to my roots and what I thought I initially wanted to do, which was teaching and coaching. So that's kind of how I ended up there. That makes sense. I was My mom was a kindergarten teacher. I spent a lot of time at, at my elementary school and also then she was a basketball and, and softball coach there too back when we had the K-8 schools going here in Yakin so I understand that being around it and um, developing the love for, for sports and for, for that too so I'm kind of now to the fact point of just coaching my kids more or less but uh, I've had some a lot of fun coaching yeah. some high school and all that so that, that makes makes total sense why you're why you come into that uh you're calling your career right now. I think you're right there in it. So, um, thinking, looking along those lines, uh, what are you looking for uh, in in a player? Like, what qualities are you looking for in somebody that's gonna gonna make your team? That's gonna get court time. 
Uh, what are you looking at out of the guys who are, who are on your team? Uh, I would say the thing that I'll probably end up talking the most about and the thing that really it means a lot to me if the player can develop this or has this already, but it's just toughness and resiliency. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about controllables a lot and what you can control. You can always control your attitude. Mm-hmm. You can always control your effort. You can't always control if it's going in. Right. Uh, but you can control how hard you're going to work on defense, and uh, that's an every, every possession type thing is what we try and preach. So really just toughness, resiliency, and being able to maintain a positive attitude when things aren't going well or if the shots aren't falling, just keeping your head next play, next play mentality. I mean, that's something we talk about a lot. So that's what I love to see in, in players, guys that just stay the course regardless of the adversity. And that's okay. much easier said than done, I yeah. know. And much easier said than done for me, too. Sure. Um, but so that's, keeping a level head, yeah. keeping your effort up, even if things aren't going right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. That's real good. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your team this year? I know last year uh, you guys seem to have a lot of injuries, and uh, uh, maybe it was a tough year. It seems like things are going a little little better this year. You got some height this this time. I feel like you got some athleticism. So just talk a little bit about, you, about your team this season. Um, yeah, I, I love love this team. Um, just we have a lot of seniors, a lot of returners. Um, we have eight seniors, and so we've got a lot of guys with experience in the locker room, and that's always always helpful. Um, and that they're all they're all friends, which makes a huge oh, yeah. difference. They're they're close. They care about each other on and off the court, and uh, that always if you've played sports. You kind of know yeah. what a difference that can make because you can have all the pieces on paper, but if the chemistry's not there, then a lot can go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So we have that, and I love that about these guys. Um, and uh, the other thing that this team, another thing I love about this team is that we have had ups and downs this year. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, every team is going to have some ups and downs that we've We've taken a couple on the chin, and we've also had some really good games. And you know, I like the way that we've responded after those tough ones. Um, they've they've committed to to going in and working hard after that, and you know, trying to improve on the things we talk about. And I feel like we have buy-in from from all the guys, and that's we appreciate that a lot as coaching sure. coaches. Um, but yeah. Um, are there any, any guys maybe you want to highlight? I know you uh, – let's say somebody's going to come in and watch the game on Friday night. They don't have a clue about either school or, I mean, are there guys to look out for, guys you think are going to maybe step up and have a big game for you on Friday? Um, <laughs> We definitely uh, – we uh, offensively this year have been pretty balanced. Okay. Um, that's the thing about these guys. They share the ball like they're – they're not concerned with who who has the most points. Uh, I will say we have two really good big men um, for our league inside. I think they they work really hard and and they're they're both averaging double digit points and rebounds. Oh wow! Um, not double digit rebounds, but double digit points. And I think one is like nine rebounds, one seven. Okay. Um, so they're working really hard and doing a lot for us. Um, we have really, I love. I would say we have really quick guards. 
that work hard defensively and, and have abilities to get into the basket. Uh, Xavier King, he runs the runs the floor for us. He's a point guard. Zach Desern is another one that can bring it up the up the floor and kind of run the show per se. He's like a coach on the floor. Um, and then Jadon Hurt Bailey, Preston Williams, they're both energy defensive guys that just get after it the whole time and really okay. bring us bring us a spark when they're in there. Um, everybody everybody plays a role and and does some good things for us. So that's the exciting part about this team. So you got a good balanced squad. It's not like you got one guy out there, you know, scoring 30 or 40 a game. Yeah. It's a yeah. little balanced. Everybody's – maybe somebody could break out, but you're used to it being a very – Yeah, it's very more, even. more balanced most of the time. Okay. That sounds good. Looking forward to to that game. Um, I mean, you know, Fort Bush, I want to get – didn't talk to you guys too at some point. I'm talking to you through this microphone. Uh, and they kind of had a, had a down year. I mean, it was kind of a tough time for them, but – like you said, it's a rivalry game. Go back to that Duke Carolina game. You just never knew. I mean, there, there, the couple years I remember when I was younger, Duke was bad. They took like an amazing UNC team to overtime. So, um, just basically, I mean, I'm sure you're telling your guys this. The, the other side's going to get up for a rivalry game, and you just, you know, you can't just take anything for granted. So, um, I'm sure you guys have, have talked about that. You're probably expecting to win and. Uh, and on paper should, but you just never know. That's uh, why you're yeah, playing the game, sure. right? I mean, that's that's <laughs> thing about rivalry games and, and any game, honestly. I mean, uh, which rivalries even more so with this, but we just talk about preparing for every opponent, uh, respecting our opponents, and we definitely respect Forbush. Um, they played hard the last time we were here, and it it was close for parts of the game, and then other parts fell our way in the in the second half, but. We definitely we were prepping for them and and getting ready and knowing that it's a rivalry game where the crowd's going to be loud and involved yeah, and sure. the kids are going to be playing hard and everybody's going to want it. So we're just preaching that and trying to get these guys ready to go out there and, and play hard and want it. Kind of like what you said, just control what you could control. Yeah. Your effort, your attitude, and you know let, let the game fall as it will. So um, every one one last question I kind of like to ask coaches would be. Maybe you you step back, uh, you know, years years down the road and kind of see um, the legacy you've built here or wherever it may be. You know, maybe you stay here forever. Maybe you go to some different schools, or maybe ten years down the road, one of these guys you've mentioned comes back into your office. Like, what do you want to have instilled in them? What do you want? To, what are the things you want them uh, to remember, or the things you want people who know you from being a coach to to say about you when you when your time is, is up or when, when they come back to see you? Um, hopefully they'll remember uh, the, just the core the core stuff that we're trying to teach. I hope that they'll remember you know that I love them that I care about them first off and that we're here for more than more than basketball. Um, on the door it says you're not a four-year investment you're a 40 plus year investment. Okay. Uh, that was actually from the previous coach, Coach Horton. That was on the awesome. door, and I just I left it there because it is great. Um, we're trying to you know invest time and care into them that will last longer than high school. And when they come back and say, you know, just coming back and talking or texting my phone, um, you know, I have some players that have done that from from East Wilkes that are in college now, and that's definitely a rewarding part of mm-hmm. coaching 
knowing that you are positively influencing them in some way and and even when there's you know hard times or there may be times that they feel like they can't stand me yeah but uh hopefully at the end of the day they'll know that I was trying to trying to do what's best for them and, and just trying to make them the best that they could be um not only here but later sure that's awesome I love that you're hearing back from from guys in the past and I think that'll continue knowing you and the heart that you have uh for these guys and for the game as well so um I appreciate your time today. Busy man, we're right here in exam time, uh, <laughs> prepping for the for the rivalry game. So thanks for, for letting me come and, and for talk sure. with you for, for for a little bit. Um, and if you guys are listening, varsity boys probably tipping around eight, something like that. It's normally around eight. Yeah. Okay. We, so but come at four and stay all afternoon. Yeah. Uh, from JV girls all the way up through, uh, and then the the guys closing the night out. Coach Wallace leading the the visiting Rams uh, into into Forwood. So uh, looking forward to being there again. Church staff uh, in the county, get in for free, come and enjoy it, uh, and maybe you can win a knockout game in, in, in amongst all that. But uh, Avery, thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for clearing out your space for me to come in here even today. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate your friendship, and thanks for, for being on today. Appreciate you.